Good morning, church. I hope that you are as excited about being in the Lord's house as I am. And I hope you appreciate the fact that, first of all, God woke you up. Woke you up to another day of his creation. You ever thought about every day that God wakes you up? It's by his design. It's by his creativity. It's by all of the things that he does. And you've never seen these things before. God is awesome. And just the fact that he woke us up should be a thrill unto all of us that he counted us worthy to say, I'm going to touch you with my finger of love and wake you up to see the wonders of what I can do, the wonders of what I have designed, the wonders of just all of the natural beauties and the things that you can just look around in nature and behold. You know, I love getting up in the morning, listening to the birds. A lot of people say, listen to the birds sing. I say, I listen to the birds testify. <laughs> they testify of God's glory. They testify of God's goodness because they, they sing and they, they praise and say another day and he will provide. Amen. And you know what? He provides every day Amen. for the birds. You see them, they, they, they out in the field eating the worms and the bugs. And you ever seen anybody get in their yard cut or you cutting your grass and the birds will just stand off to the side and wait. And once you cut, you know what? They'll go out to that area and start eating the bugs and everything because you know what? The, the lawnmower has moved the bugs around and brought them from the bottom of the ground up to the top. Make it easy pick. Don't be fooled. This is God's design. Amen. That he said, look, do I not take care of these birds? I feed them. I feed them and do wonderful things for them. How much more will I do for you? Man, that's why we should just be thrilled. We should just be ecstatic to be able to come together, freely assemble not having uh, the fear of somebody coming in, pulling guns on us and, and robbing us and shooting us. Man, God has provided, even through this pandemic, God has provided the comfort for us to come and assemble and worship. And how dare some of you come up in here and don't want to lift your voice up. Well, let me tell you something. You're going to answer. You're going to answer. Yes, yes. Because if a bird, if a, if a simple small sparrow yes. got enough sense to testify and give God his glory. Amen. You made in the image of God Amen. should have far more sense than a sparrow. Amen. 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 You said, well, well, brother, may I, I had a rough night. So did Jesus. Amen. But he went on to Calvary anyway. Yes. Brother Madge had been going through a lot. So did Jesus. But he went on to the cross anyway. Brother May, you just don't know. And guess what? Don't want to know. And Jesus carried a heavier load than you will ever carry. But he went on to the cross anyway. Don't allow the devil to steal your purpose of coming here. We're here to worship God in spirit. There must be a spiritual connection. There must be a, a putting away of all of the other things that, that's been pressing upon us. And 
you know, thinking about what you're going to eat later on today and what you left cooking on the stove and all this stuff. Now is not the time for that. The time now is to make the spiritual connection that you can render unto God an acceptable form of worship. That he will be pleased with. Not just because you threw it up there at him. Just because you throw it at him doesn't mean he's going to accept it. You throw, you, throw, you throw different bones and things at a dog. That don't mean they're going to eat it. Amen. And surely God is more worthy than treating him like some dog. Amen. Amen? Amen. This morning in our scripture text read from John 14 and 15. Jesus states, if you love me, keep my commandments. If you love me, keep my commandments. Think about that for a moment. If you love me, keep my commandments. Jesus said, there's something we must determine. There's something we must decide upon. Do we love him? Do we love him? Jesus is not in the business of making anybody love him. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. In other words, don't just talk it. Walk it. Live it. Show it. Demonstrate it. Well, how how can that be demonstrated? How can that be done? By being like Jesus. Loving like Jesus. Unconditionally. Forgiving like Jesus. Whether a person asks you to forgive them or not. Doing the things as Jesus did. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Showing humility. Being humble. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. You know, in the bulletin, there's a picture of a a, a preacher preaching this morning. And he makes a statement. He said, it's a wonder why people don't believe in hell. When we warn them about hell and the teaching, when we teach them about hell's fire. And it's simply because a lot of time we have strayed away from preaching the truth. At funerals. At funerals, everybody is going to heaven. Everybody is going to heaven. I don't care how wretched of a rundown life they may have lived. It's sad to say, in in many cases, in most cases, a preacher would get up there and, and put the false context that this person gone to a better place. They're going to heaven. Well, let me tell you, ain't nobody going to heaven. Amen. Amen. Can we be honest this morning? If you read the Bible, when you die, you're not going straight to heaven. There first must be a judgment. And if you stop and think about it, folks, everybody... According to the word of God. Ain't going to heaven. 
the majority of people in this world, when they die, they're not going to heaven. Amen. That's not based upon what I feel or what I think. The Bible teaches that, hey, people are going to hang out and abide on Broadway than they will the straight and narrow. And you're not going to find Heaven's Gate on Broadway. So when you stop and consider, why is it people struggle and have such a hard time believing and understanding that hell is real? What role do we play in giving the false impression that hell just may not be real? I believe one of the reasons why people struggle and have the false concept that hell isn't real is because we are not doing our part to go out to preach the gospel and take the gospel and warn people of the severity and the seriousness of why they need to obey the gospel. And if we're not warning people, if we're not taking it out there telling people you are in danger of hell's fire, if you don't repent, if you don't turn and change your wicked ways, you know what? Why should people believe hell is real? When, 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 they, can, when they can be deceived and, and misled by God's wonderful grace. Oh, God's grace is going to kick in. God's grace is going to take up my slack where I came up short. Yeah, God's grace is going to kick in to, to make up for what shortness you had after you tried and did your, your best. After you presented your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. God's grace is going to kick in after you have renewed the way that you think. You renewed your mind daily. God's grace is going to kick in when you've proven that you studied to show yourself approved unto God. God's grace is going to kick in after you've done what he has commanded you to do. Then God's grace is going to kick in. God's grace is not going to kick in because you wanted to remain a whoremonger. Because you wanted to remain a fornicator. Because you wanted to remain uh, an, an abusive uh, abusing women and abusing men and jumping out of one relationship to another, doing all the things you want to do in this world. Yeah. Yeah. No. Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? And the word of God said what? God forbid. God forbid. Right. Right. How can we who are dead to sin yeah. there longer any Longer abide in it. So what role do we play? Of this foolishness. And please don't, don't, don't be offended by what I'm going to say this morning. Because I don't mean it to be. Well I mean it to wake you up. But I don't mean it to be offensive to you in a personal way. Amen. People make these t-shirts, they get balloons, they do, it. You, you would think at some of these funerals and the person lived a life the most sinful ways you can imagine. And then they want to put wings on them. 
Well, I know that I know they're looking down on me. Open the Bible, folks. Amen. Ain't nobody looking down on you. The dead has no connection with us. Amen. I know they're looking down smiling. That ain't what the rich man said. My Bible states, turn over to 2 Thessalonians chapter 1. Because see, if, if, if we truly love somebody, you know what? Our number one concern for them would be their soul. Amen. Their soul. And I know some of you ain't going to like this lesson, but you know what? I love you anyway. Amen. If you really love somebody... This is, what you want to, this is what you want to try to help a person avoid. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1. Yes, sir. Verse number 6. Seeing it is a righteous thing with God to recompense tribulation to them that trouble you. Yeah. You know those folks that talk about, oh, they always talk about Jesus. They always talk about what you shouldn't be doing. They don't want to do this. They don't want to go here. They act like everything is a sin. Folks who despitefully use you. People who hate you just because you want to live godly. Verse number six says, Seeing it is a righteous thing with God to recompense tribulation to them that trouble you. So yeah, you're going to be troubled for living righteous. But payday coming, folks. Payday is coming. And that's what you need to hold on to. That's what you need to keep in the back of your mind. Payday is coming. Don't give in to retaliate. Don't give in to try to pay them back yourself. Jesus said, I'm going to get them. I'm going to get them. Listen, listen to the word of God. Verse 7. And to you who are troubled, rest with us. And to you who are troubled, what? Rest Rest with us. See, let me take this even a little deeper. Some of us are in, in, in marital relationships and our spouses trouble us. See, they don't even understand the wrath of God is just waiting to be released on them. At any moment. And if they close their eyes with that same mentality of giving you a hard time for being a Christian and living like a Christian... The wrath of God is going to be released upon them. Yeah. Yeah. That's why there's no need and no purpose of marriage in heaven. That's right. Because right. some spouses ain't going to act right. <laughs> Verse 7, and to you who are troubled, rest with us. When the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels. Yeah. Oh, he's coming. Yeah. He's coming. How? In flame and fire. Taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Listen to this, folks. This is why it is so, it is so important for us to warn people to be diligent about taking the gospel out in the world. To help some of these people who are being bamboozled and deceived about the gospel and about being misled about their being saved. 
You hear a lot of this foolishness on the radio, on the TV, and at funerals and other gatherings because people are ignorant of what the Word of God says. And they'd rather be led by a false teacher than to open the Bible and study themselves. Well, you know what? That's where we come in. That's where we, as living epistles, that's where we taking up the commandment and the commission, the great commission, going out into the world, telling people, you know, it doesn't matter whether they like it or not. Yeah, I understand you, you take the word, you preach and teach it in love. That's understandable. But we still have to tell them. Yeah. People get away from this foolishness. And I said foolishness. Want to stick angel wings on every darn thing. Angel wings on, on, on everything. But did they obey the gospel? Did they obey the gospel? I know it's not my job to put anybody in heaven or hell, but it's my job to rightly divide the word of truth to say what the Bible says. The Bible says in verse number 8, And flame and fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God, and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. So if they don't obey the gospel, heaven would never be their home. And if heaven's going to be their home, that make God alive. You need some water to swallow behind that? Because some of you frowning on that kind of teaching. Well, it's the truth. And that's why even folks in the church, we, we, we even find ourselves talking about they in a better place. What, what, were, they, were they a Christian? All right. All right now. Man, there's no way in the world you could tell me somebody dying outside of Christ is in a better place. That's right. Amen. That's right. Say it now. Oh, I know that's a hard saying, but it's true. Amen. That's not what the Bible supports, that is not what the Bible teaches. It said that Jesus is going to come back and God see it as a righteous thing to take vengeance on anyone who obey not the gospel. Well, what's going to happen to those people who, who decided not to obey the gospel? Verse number nine said, who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. Does that sound like heaven? Yes or no? Does that sound like heaven? Well, it's only one other place. When was the last time you attended a funeral or a memorial and, and a person got up there and really just told the truth? Right now. All right. Well, we're trying to be sympathetic to the family. We're trying to show the empathy and we're trying to, you know, support the family. You don't support people with a lie. No, sir. Amen. No, sir. And that's why you warn them while they're living. Yeah. 
That's why when, the, when, when Jesus was going around and he told the young man, come and follow me. And the man said, Lord, I'll follow you, but allow me to bury my father. Yeah. Jesus said, let the dead bury the dead. And we sit around and mourn and, and whine and cry about dead folks uh, so often and many times as if we don't have no hope. The dead is gone. The dead has no dealings with the living. Why is it? What role do we play? We play the role in a critical matter. Because we should be warning people. We should be warning people day in, day out. We should be warning people. Why? Because the wrath of God is coming. The wrath of God is coming. This is just just one of many illustrations, one of many teachings. Well, yes, the, the teaching and preaching about God's love is true. It's wonderful. I'm thankful for it. But how often do you hear preachers telling the truth about the wrath of God? There is a wrath. And right here, 2 Thessalonians chapter 1. It tells us, talking to us Christians. Hey, you, you're going to be troubled. You're going to go through things. Yeah. They did in the early years and we're still going through stuff now. But hold on. Hold on. I remember growing up, we used to see a cartoon, Mighty Mouse. Right? Some of you remember Mighty Mouse. And man, right there at, 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 at the peak of when the villains always thought they had gotten over and were beaten, you hear some, there's no need to fear. See, that's underdog. <laughs> Here I come to say today. Thank you. But we had underdog too. But I'm glad somebody with me. Somebody not embarrassed to let me know they watch cartoons. But Mighty Mouse would come. All buffed out. Chest stuck out and everything. And Mighty Mouse would whip him left and right. Guess what? See, that's our hope. Yeah. That's what we're supposed to be holding on to. Yeah. People mistreat us. People talk about us. Man. People lie on us. Yeah. People do things to undermine us. People do all of these things and they think they get away with it. They laugh about it. They get on the phone. They undermine you about this, about a job, about this or that. And you know what? They think they have gotten away with it. But they, they, they are ignorant of the fact. Or sometimes they are aware of the fact. But they don't care. They don't fear the wrath of God. Oh, but it's coming. It's coming. That's why that other party said, taking vengeance on them that know not God. Yeah. 
No, not God. Oh, not, not that they didn't know there was a God. No, they don't care about God. Amen. They fail to understand how God truly operates. And God don't deal with sin. Amen. So all of the stuff, all of the dirt that they've done in the dark. All of the sinful things that they've done. You know what? Payback. Yeah. Payback. Yeah. And, and you know what? Our comfort is in the fact that, oh, we know God is going to provide. Yeah. And when Jesus returns, you know what? I'm moving on to something higher and better. My thoughts, my care, my concern about them that obey, that know not God and obey not the gospel. Not even my concern. Right. It's not even my concern. Because I'm going on to glory. Amen. Where it won't be no more lying. No more dying. No more crying. No more death. No more pain. No more sorrow. No more tears. Yeah. I'm moving on. Yeah. And if you really love somebody folks. Their soul should be the number one concern in your life. Amen. That, that's, that's, what, that's what Jesus said. Yeah. Yeah. That's what Jesus demonstrated. Yeah. Jesus demonstrated that his love for us was so strong that even while we were yet sinners, yeah. look what he did. Jesus said, if you love me, do what? Keep my commandments. Keep my is that the love we have? Huh? Now the textbook answer is that, that should be the love. But I ask the question, is that the love we have? Because we find ourselves caught up in some of this same old stuff. And funerals and stuff and everything. Oh, I know they're in a better place, this and that. They're not a member of the body. How can you have peace? How can you have rest outside of Christ? Well, brother, man, I just think that's harsh. That's just mean spirit of you to get up in the pulpit and, and, and tell people that they love ones going to hell. Read for yourself. Amen. Amen. I said, apart from Christ. You can't go to heaven. Because the Bible says, Who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power? Amen. Who are they? Those that obey not the gospel and know not God. Amen. So am I to blame for that? Am I to blame for preaching in season and out of season? Am I to blame to warn you and to correct you and to tell you, look, get off that train. Amen. You, you can let go all the dubs you want and you can print all the T-shirts you want. You can let go all of the balloons you want. It ain't going to change. Amen. Right. 
See, what's really important, what truly is important, is getting people to come to know God and obey the gospel. That's what's important. And why do you think the Bible said that we are that, that chosen generation? We're that royal priesthood. We're that called out. We're that set apart group. So that we don't get entangled into that foolishness. Wrapped up in emotions and all of that stuff. No, we are the real deal. We're supposed to be the real deal. To warn people, to let people know, hey, yeah, we're going to die one day. But that's joy in the death of a Christian. Because the word of God said blessed. Blessed means happy. It don't say that for the sinner. And I'm going to close on this note because, see, y'all, I'm I'm sure, I'm sure I'll get some comments on this lesson. But, you know, I still love you anyway. It's the book. It's the book. And we need to wake up and stop being a part of this crazy stuff that's going on in the world. And we need to get to business about warning people of the wrath of God and let them know the love of God. Getting caught up in this stuff and we have lost the message that we're supposed to be taking out into the world. Preaching, baptizing, and yeah. teaching them again. Yeah. Whatsoever I have commanded you. That's what Jesus said in the Great Commission. Yes, sir. We need to get back to what's important. Amen. We're set apart. We're called out the ecclesia yeah. for a reason. Amen. Not to blend in. But to be set apart. And you know what? People, they're not going to like it because they're going to say, you think you're better than everyone. No. You know what? There's room at the foot of the cross. There's room for you to come in. You just don't want to stop sinning. You don't want to deny yourself. You don't want to stop doing what you want to do. So you want to take it out on me? Man, there's room at the cross. Room enough for all of us. But I'm saying, let's get away from this foolishness. And let's call, we used to say growing up, let's call a spade a spade. If people are going to know the truth, they're only going to know it from God's people. I understand. All of us in here have lost a loved one here or there. And you know what? It may may grieve you more than it grieves somebody else. But let let, let me help you understand this. It ain't a thing you could do about it. It ain't a thing you could do about your grandparents. It's not a thing you could do about your parents. 
It's not a thing you could do about your brother, your sister, or whoever it is that they're passing going on. It ain't a thing you could do about it. Amen. They're in the hands of a righteous God. Amen. I had many discussions and people just, just, just jump offline and say, so you telling me my mama gone to hell? I'm telling you, your mama is in the hands of a righteous God. Amen. Now, that was a time, yeah, I would tell folks, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you, as you grow older, you get wiser. Yes, if you want to live, well, folks will, folks will hurt you. But they're in the hands of a righteous God. I asked people, I said, do you believe God is righteous? Yes. Do you believe he will make the right decision based upon the truth that he has left us and by his own nature? Yes. I said, so what's the question? Yeah. 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 What's the question about asking me about God's business? They're in the hands of a righteous God. And you know what? Whatever decision he makes. Amen. You just said you believe he's righteous. Right. And let God handle his business. Amen. Now, what business at hand today is you are, uh, you are alive. Amen. Here are the words. Yeah. Are you going to obey them? Yeah. 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 You want to put up an argument about your grandparents, your parents, your brother, your sister. Man, I've had grandparents to die. My parents died. I've had brothers to die. I don't sit around worrying about mad, trying to figure out, did they make it to heaven? Did they go to heaven? You know what? And you can call me what you want. I don't waste my time sitting debating and trying to figure that out. Because not one thought, not one Worry if I was sitting around worrying about it, it's gonna change anything. That's right. That's right. But I tell you what I can control. I can make sure I make it to heaven. Amen. I can make sure I get there. Yeah. And one of the parts of me getting there, I gotta keep Jesus' commandments. So not only do I need to make sure I need to buffet myself, present myself, and keep myself straight. You know what? I got to warn other people too. All of us as Christians, we have a job to warn people. Look, you need to repent. You need to turn and repent. Ain't no poem going to change God's mind about you at your funeral. Sad to say, shoot, by the time they bury some of us, you know what? God been and forgot you dead. <laughs> Two, three, four weeks, six weeks. Folks talk about, you going to attend the funeral? What funeral? No, folks, when you breathe that last breath, it's on. It's on, folks. Uh-uh, it ain't over. It's on. 
It's on. Eternity begins when you breathe that last breath. This life ends, but eternity begins, buddy. And you're going to know immediately. You're going to know immediately what your destiny is. That rich man, he went to a place of torment. You, you think at the judgment he's going to leave there and cross over that gulf? No. Abraham said, hey, uh-uh-uh-uh, there's a gulf between us. That where you are, you can't come over here. And the ones over here, ain't going over there. See, even that within itself is a lesson why light shouldn't deal with darkness. You close your eyes. Where you wake up, you know what's to come. That rich man said, I'm in torment in this place. Yeah. What do you think he had to look forward to in the judgment? Worse. Worse. Lazarus was over in Abraham's bosom. At rest. Peace, right? What do you think you have to look forward to? More peace. Beautiful life. Yeah. When you close your eyes, you're going to know. You're going to know. So don't be deceived. Getting up, you can hoop and holler all you want to at somebody's funeral. It ain't going to change anything. Right. You want to do some hooping and hollering? Hoop and holler at them while they're living. Get some tracks before you leave. Mail it to them. Talk to them. For some reason, folks in the church think because of the pandemic, it ain't nothing for church folks to do. Uh Folks still dying and on their way to hell. We so caught up in COVID-19. We so caught up in COVID-19. COVID-19. Man, people are dying. Even the people who have died from this virus, their soul got to spend eternity somewhere. That's right. We've been blinded by the fact of letting man fill our heads with all this stuff. I'm not saying it's not important, but I'm saying where your soul spend eternity is more important. Amen. That's still work for us to do. Some of us can start at home right. and spread out from there. Yeah. But don't get mad at the preacher because he tell the truth. Amen. Amen. You're going to die one day. Yeah. So am I. Amen. I don't need you to get up and say the thing about me. I ain't got no control over it. But I tell you while I'm living. I don't need you to get up and say anything. Because it won't matter. Right. It won't matter. Right. Folks say, well, it, it will comfort the family. This and that. You know, if I live right and live godly and did what I supposed to do while I was living, my family already know. Right. I write my eulogy every day. And what's incorporated in my eulogy is how I lived, how I treated people, how I loved people, and how I did the will of God. Right. I don't need nobody to get up to reinforce and remind anybody of that. That's right. It's recorded in heaven. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. 
Now is the time, folks. Yeah. Amen? Amen. Now is the time. Yeah. And flaming fire yeah. taking vengeance. Taking vengeance. Just, just think about that statement. Taking vengeance. Yeah. Oh, you thought you got away. You remember this stuff that you used to do to my people? You remember the low-down acts that you've done? You remember that job you treated so-and-so out of? You remember all of that low-life stuff? you Taking vengeance. Yeah. I don't even want to use the word that the Lord is going to be mad. He's going to be past mad. Taking vengeance on them that know not God. And obey not the gospel. There's a place for people like that. And it's not called heaven. You're here today. I don't know if if, if this lesson beneficial to you. Yes, I do. It is beneficial to you. It's beneficial unto me as well as all of us. Because we've got to get back on track. Everybody ain't going to heaven. Everybody ain't going to heaven. The Lord didn't say you can't go. But he just said the majority of people are not going. Because they love this world. If you've been baptized and added to the church of Christ, you know what? You shouldn't be entangled in all of this crazy stuff. Your mindset should be completely different about death. You should know our greatest reward is not in this life. The best is yet to come. While we're in this life, we should be sharing. We should be teaching. We should be warning. We should be encouraging people to repent. Yeah. Is that what your daily life is about? Right. If not, why not? Right. Jesus said, if you love me, yeah. keep my commandments. Yes, Need to tell folks. Ain't nothing personal. But you need to repent. You need to to come to the knowledge of the real truth. Brother, may you lose a lot of friends like that. No, you won't lose a lot of friends. You will clear yourself of a lot of snakes. Because see, if they were never with Christ in the first place, why are you calling them your friends? He that is not with me is against me. They just haven't bitten you yet. And with Christ, you're never alone. You're never alone. Why do you think you had a family? If you're here today and you haven't obeyed the gospel, you haven't done what the Bible teaches one must do in order to be saved. The Bible teaches that one must hear the gospel. Yeah. Must have faith to believe in his power. 
It's the final authority on all matters. God said it. That settles it. Amen. That settles it. Yeah. It's not a matter of whether you believe it or not. It's settled because God said it. Yeah. Yeah. Repent of your sins. Jesus said in Luke 3 and 5, but two of my favorite passages. Jesus said, Luke 13, 3 and 5, yeah. I tell you nay, except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. Yeah. Verse 5 says, I tell you nay, except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. Those are the words of Jesus. Except you turn from your wicked ways. Except you turn from the way of being caught up and puffed up in your own thinking. Except you turn away from all of this foolishness and this worldliness. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. That's what he said in John 14. Ain't no other way but him. No other truth but him. No other life to live that God will be accepting and that will be acceptable unto him except the life in Christ. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Confess Christ to be the son of the living God. Be baptized for the remission of your sins. Live faithful. That's what you must do. And for us who have already done that, we need to get back on track. Amen. Come ye out from among them. Be ye separate. Yeah. Come ye out from among them. And be ye separate. Said who? Oh. Said the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Even in dealing with death. You know what? Light ain't got no dealings with darkness. Amen. They mourn and they cry and they weep and they do all this stuff. In the times of, of death. You know what? Christians know there's something greater. I'm not saying we can't be emotional. Because I know he's sitting there saying, where Jesus went. (laughs) Jesus didn't put on t-shirts and let go balloons and let go doves. As if that's going to change the state of the one who died. Let's get back to the Bible. Amen. 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 Whatever you stand in need of today, leave here a better person than you arrived. Amen. Leave here encouraged stronger. Leave here with a with a greater mission. Leave here saying, you know, there are some things I've just been dragging and putting off doing. There are some people that I need to send a card to. I need to text. I need to call. I don't care how you communicate with them. You need to tell them. Because they're going to die one day. Yes, sir. They're going to die one day. And, and, and just so they might die before you and you're going to go to their funeral. And what are you going to think then? I didn't tell them. I never told him. And then we, we used this cop out when maybe somebody else told him. No, 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 no. You supposed to tell him. Amen. Amen. Yes, sir. You supposed to tell him. Yeah. 
God told Ezekiel, that watchman, he said, you go tell those folks. Yeah. Even though I know they ain't going to listen, they ain't going to repent, but you know what? Their blood won't be on You go tell them. Because yeah. you're going to look at that casket. Yeah. You're going to look at them. And you know what? That soul got to spend eternity. Somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere. Yeah. I've said enough. I hope it has been beneficial.